Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. In this series of special podcasts, we'll be talking about the Doctor's companions, assistants, mates or fam if you will. And each episode, I'll be talking to a very special guest about a companion of their choice and discuss topics such as the companion's impact on Doctor Who and why fans connected or perhaps did not connect with that particular member of the TARDIS crew. My guest this episode is one of the contributors to the You and Who books. It's Chris Bryant. Chris, welcome to the Hoosie podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. Now, um, as this is one of our uh, companion specials, you're here, of course, to talk about... Am I going to say it's one of your favourite companions? Well, it's an odd one. Um, Because when I was thinking about who I wanted to talk about... Um, I was surprised they ended up zeroing in on this particular companion because, um, so I suppose I should just say, so we're talking about Rory. We are indeed Rory Williams. Indeed. Yes. And it's an odd one for me because I'm, I would say I'm more of a classic who fan than a new who fan. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to new who I'm more of a Russell T Davis fan than a Stephen Moffat fan. And when it comes to Stephen Moffat, I'm more of a Capaldi fan than a Smith fan. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I've picked a companion from one of my least favourite eras of Doctor Who. Um, So it's a bit of an odd one, really. But I would say in that era, Hmm. the best thing about it is basically Arthur Darville as Rory. Okay, okay. So um, I think just just before we get on to Rory, why was this your sort of... So you didn't particularly like the Matt Smith era, was it? Was it Matt Smith? Was it the writing? It's both of those things, really. Um, I never really gelled with Matt Smith. I mean, he's okay, but I never really got into him. Um, and the story arcs were not my favourite story arcs. Um, I still think the uh, what is it, series six thing with the baby is fairly inexcusable. Um, uh, I'm in total agreement with you on that one. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but there's lots of good individual episodes. Mm. Uh, but it's just, I, I just preferred the RTD way of doing things. Um, and I haven't judged the Chibnall way of doing things yet. We've only had one year. It'd be um, early to say, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I would have been, I would have been a lot more charitable towards the Moffat era after one year. Um, so I think you do need to let it bed in and find out what you think about it. And then it, you mm. can see what the differences are with the preceding regimes. Yes, indeed. So um, now, now we've established that it wasn't particularly Matt Smith that you liked um, or the writing. So why Arthur Darville and Rory Williams in particular? So I, I think people have said about him before that he's a bit like uh, 21st century Harry Sullivan. Um, and I'm not I, I'm not on board with that because Harry was great. OK, I like Harry Sullivan, but he yep. had six stories all brought all made in the same production block. Yeah. Um, so he didn't really change. He's basically still the same sort of adorable bumbling Englishman when he leaves as he was when we first met him. Yeah. Um, I think the difference there is, I mean, Rory is in um, 2010, 2011, 2012. And he and Amy, I think, have got more uh, character development, more of a journey than most other, if any other, Doctor Who companions, Um, certainly in terms of consecutive stories. Like Sarah Jane Smith obviously has a huge journey, but then she went away for several decades and then came back, Mm. you know, but they were in it for a while. And a lot of time passed in their personal lives and things happened to them. And so they changed quite a lot. And I just enjoyed watching rory um i was going to say mature but it's not really mature it's just change it's just a go through things and become um a sort of a better version of himself yes yeah i can see that i can see that that he was bad to start with to be fair no no um i think a lot of people at the time thought that rory was uh sort of treated particularly badly (laughs) yeah by amy um yeah. Which, which, to be honest, I, I, I can't really disagree with. Um, I think she just had the, the whole cold feet about the about the whole wedding um, thing. Um, but 
I mean, do do you necessarily sort of agree with that, or or do you think that it was just sort of like Amy wanted to sort of like, okay, is is this really the life I want? And then she finally makes her mind that yes, Rory is the one. For the, this is who I want. And then Rory just sort of joins in the adventure, doesn't he? I think that she's not great to him, um, and I think that's certainly in the first series. Yes, uh, she's not. Um, by the time they leave, that has changed a bit with the exception of Asylum of the Daleks, which I will try not to talk about too much. Um, just <laughs> I can't stand that bloody story. Um, but, um, <laughs> she's there is. Yeah, I, I get that people are not keen on that aspect of it, which is probably why I'm talking about him and not her, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apart, I mean, also people have people, including me, have talked in the past about some of the dubious aspects of Stephen Moffat writing for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that therefore Rory comes off better in the writing than Amy does. Now, what is it in particular about the um, Moffat's writing for for women that sort of irks you most? Then I wrote a whole article about this once. Um, okay, <laughs> it is, uh, it's just his tendency to write them, and people will disagree with me on this, but to write them in the similar ways, and they've got to be very flirty and they've got to be sort of quite powerful whilst at the same time quite sexual and uh, just i don't know they they just have a tendency to be a bit exhausting in the fact that he has to write them in that way i think he improved over time i want to be saying this very successful writer and i'm saying how he's improved in my opinion but (laughs) i felt that i i enjoyed his portrayal of let's say bill more than i and more than I put, liked his portrayal of Amy. And I mean that in terms of him as a showrunner rather than just him as a writer. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got, I must agree, I thought Bill was an absolutely fantastic character. Um, Still got treated badly, though. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> very badly. Um, it doesn't get much, it doesn't get worse than being turned into a Cyberman, really, does it? But Not um, much worse. No, but um, no, I, I thought Bill was a fantastic character and I, I was just absolutely gutted that um, sort of Pearl Mackie didn't get another another season. Yeah. Um, with that character, really, but uh, but anyway, uh, back to uh, back to Rory then. So yeah. um, now, obviously, in sort of series five, he sort of introduces this sort of um, almost sort of very very bumbling, isn't he? I mean, Harry Sullivan was bumbling, but there was sort of like an element of sort of heroism towards him. He's like a, a, a naval officer as well, if you want to yeah. sort of draw that comparison. But Rory was a a nurse, um, yeah. and. Yeah, he, he was sort of a very, very sort of, um, how can I put it, sort of a bumbling sort of, maybe not bumbling is the wrong word, but he was, he was a very sort of soft, easygoing character, wasn't he? Yes, but, I, so I didn't really watch all of his stories to prepare for this. Um, I just picked a few that I, because there's a couple that I knew that he was really strong in. Yeah. And then there's a couple of others I couldn't quite remember. So I rewatched a couple of them. Okay. And even in that, first, I mean, well, in the 11th hour, you when he's first introduced, it must be one of the most low-key introductions for a companion ever. Mm. Because he's walking along a hospital corridor behind the doctor. Uh, not the doctor. The doctor, I can't remember her, her name, but you know, the doctor in the hospital. Yeah. There is no suggestion that this is going to be an important character. There's no suggestion this is going to be um, any more. I mean, even when we meet him later on, he might not be more important than Jeff with the laptop. You know, they're both friends of Amy's who live in this little village. Um, so it, it's like he didn't... It's a, it's a bit like Nardol, where the first time you meet Nardol, there's no reason why he would ever become uh, a companion. No. Um, and, but, uh, but re-watching The Eleventh Hour, the first time the Doctor sees him, he's filming Prisoner Zero on his phone. Yes. Everyone else is looking up at the sun. And so actually, the very first thing we see him doing, really is being quite clever, is being, you know, he's, he's found the thing that is the key to the mystery and is filming it. And it's the fact that he has all those pictures on his phone that enables the Doctor to defeat uh, Prisoner Zero and get the Atraxi to come and arrest him at the end of the story. I think a lot of people overlook that bit. Actually. Yeah, I had until this watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I certainly had. I, I, I didn't mm. want to admit that, but yes, I, I had overlooked that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, right. it, so he does, although the Doctor doesn't seem to notice him in that story, you know, he is important to it. And then we don't see him again until Vampires of Venice, which is never a story I've enjoyed that much. I always feel like it's, they thought of the alliteration first and then tried to make a story fit into it. Mm. Um, yeah. But um, But actually, he does a lot of, 
interesting stuff in there and he's quite strong in it. I mean, it, it doesn't have a good start because he's got the stag do and the doctor jumps out of the cake. Um, and and then he's he has to pretend to be a eunuch once they get to Venice. <laughs> yes, that's uh, right. The psychic yeah. paper says he's a eunuch. Um, but he, what I like is the fact that even at this early stage, he's got quite an antagon- antagonistic attitude towards the doctor. Yes. Um, I wrote down a quote. Uh, he says to the doctor at one point, you know what's dangerous about you? It's not that you make people take risks. It's that you make them want to impress you. You make it so that they don't want to let you down. You have no idea how dangerous you make people to themselves when you're around. I mean, that's quite insightful. It is. Uh, and that's, you know, I mean, that's the sort of thing that we're used to people throwing at the Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi doctors later on. Mm. You know, a good man goes to war and uh, stuff after that. But this is very early on in the Moffat era for that. And it's from Rory. And the doctor actually listens to him because, you know, shortly afterwards, he sends Amy back to the TARDIS for safety. And Rory sort of turns to him and says, thank you. Yes, that's right. He does. So yeah. it's like he earns the doctor's respect by standing up to him. Which I think is a really little bit of a good bit of sort of uh, character progression or character building. Um, yeah. So very, very early on, as you say, it's only his yeah. second appearance mm. as well. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and, it, and the bumbling thing is what people remember from that story because he also he has this sort of comedy fight with the um the fish boy yes um and and he he, he does a sort of, he, he tries to save amy but by, by he does a sort of your mum joke at the fish boy uh and then when he turns around and then he fights him in a sort of comedy fight but he is still fighting him when it comes down to it this well, is exactly. still a nurse fighting against an alien fish creature vampire thing who's a very good swordsman as it turns out so <laughs> yes exactly so it's it, it's you know you've got to give him credit he's not he's not a coward you know and he's not yeah he, he's game yeah oh he certainly is game okay yeah exactly yeah, yeah I, mean, I think i think that's a good thing about him he, i mean i think he certainly is all the way all the way through it really he's he does, he's not like uh how can i put it like a an early mickey smith yeah. So it's all cowering on the floor, clinging to Rosie's legs. You know, you know, you know Rory certainly doesn't do certainly doesn't do that at all. And I think his journey is perhaps a bit more natural because Mickey sort of tends to have a few episodes off and then comes back and a few episodes off. And by the time he's had two seasons, mm. he's carting around that enormous gun and, yeah. and Torchwood and uh, and and he's sort of saving the universe and stuff. And it's a bit like, whoa, this isn't even the same character. No. Yeah, you know, and although I like that, and I like Mickey, and I like the stories that he's in, um, with Rory, they had the opportunity to do that in a more developmental way. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, killing him off every other episode. Yeah. Now, what, what's, what's your opinion on that? Because I think that again, that's the other thing that people tend to sort of zone in <laughs> on is the fact that you know, oh, Rory's died again. It's you know, it's not like Kenny out of uh, South Park, <laughs> isn't it? So... <laughs> well, it's an accident, I think, to begin with, because he dies in Amy's choice, but that's. The, when he does, it's sort of a nod to us, really, that, oh, this world can't be real because we don't think he's going to die yet yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so it's not a real death. Um, and then he dies in cold blood. And I'll come back to that one later because I've got a few notes on that one. Um, <laughs> and then he he dies in Curse of the Black Spot. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's not really dying. Um, and we see him die in The Doctor's Wife. But again, it's not... You know, so. I think it's just that different writers had put this. In. I mean, when you've got three regulars, having one of them apparently killed off and then the others having to go and rescue them seems like a fairly standard thing to do. Mm. Much as I suppose, like in um, Bad Wolf, they apparently kill off Rose and Jack and the Doctor are going, oh, no, they've killed Rose only to discover that she's alive after all. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's just I think several writers decided to do this and so by the time you get to night terrors it's become a joke yeah. uh, and he's got that line in the lift he says we're dead aren't we i'm dead again yes like that. <laughs> yes um it, it, so I, I don't think perhaps it was intended to become such a, a trope but um but it does um <laughs> I, I, it, it never annoyed me that much to be honest in fact even in his last story um when they're going to jump off the empire state building yeah. Um, and she says, what you think? We'll jump off here and then we'll just come back to life. And he says, well, when don't I? I've forgotten uh, that line, actually. I'd forgotten yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is, I guess that is just what, that's probably what he's going to be remembered for. You know, the guy who always gets killed and comes back to life. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, that is the one thing that, the, the, you know, the very, 
the only thing I think people remember him for. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I think he's. A, I think he was a really, really good character. Um, yeah, and it, it it sort of showed that. Okay, yeah, it's sort of, sort of the first sort of um, couple on board the TARDIS. No, um, as well, which I which I mean, sort of as an item kind of thing, rather than yeah, first of, married couple, first married couple, yeah. Um, which I think worked really well. I think a lot of people had a, a few reservations. Again, Doc Two fans having reservations, um, but I, I thought it, it worked really well, and I thought they made a really good trio. Yeah, on on board as well. I think yeah. it, it was. I think it had a nice little um, relationship going between the, the three of them, and I think yeah, Amy would always turn to the Doctor all all the time. But I mean, you know, it's. Um, you always felt you always felt a bit sort of sorry for for Rory. You, you always felt a little, a little bit left out. Yeah, there's there's sometimes it went out of its way to try and make him look that way. I mean, there's a, a whole lot of stuff in um, Day of the Moon uh, about when Amy's being kidnapped and they're listening to her over that weird link thing. And, That's right. Uh, yeah. And it's like, oh, who's she talking about? Is it Rory or the Doctor? Um, they maybe extended that a little bit too far. Uh, like they spent about a year and a half trying to do that routine. Um, mm. And I think by that point we sort of knew it was Rory. Um, yeah. Even in good man goes to war, there's the occasional sort of, Oh, maybe it's the doctor's baby when it clearly isn't. Um, no. So, but, and, and there's this whole business where they're referred to as the ponds um, as if, you know, once they're married and, you know, not the Williams is uh, as if that makes him somehow less of a man rather than the opposite, which could certainly be argued. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like he's, he doesn't have, in, a, in an era of toxic masculinity, he doesn't seem toxic. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, actually. When, when sort of the doctors call, you know, come on ponds, it's, oh, no, 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 you know, it's the, it's the Williams. It's, no, no. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're right, yeah. And he just, he just sort of, he just accepts it, doesn't he? Yeah. He's sort of like, he, yeah, okay, yeah, you got a point, Doctor. And, and that's what I liked about him. Actually, he, he wasn't um, he wasn't browbeaten as such. He just thought because Amy was such a strong character anyway, very sort of had a sort of very forceful personality. Um, I, I think that's what Rory liked about her. Yeah, yeah, and and yet he doesn't get swamped by her. I don't think he does. No, he doesn't. Because um, um, so if I go going back to Cold Blood, um, in that one. He, I mean, people generally forget most things that happened in the Silurian two-parter because, you know, just cause. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's um, not the most memorable of two-parters. It should be, but it isn't. It doesn't no. quite work. Um, and but they get separated. Like he's left on the surface in in the second half of that one, and mm. Amy and the Doctor are underground, and so he becomes the Doctor on the surface effectively um mm. and when they call up and said who speaks for the apes um it's rory who steps forward and is you know speaking as being in charge and he's the one who decides they have to return the dead body to the silurians and things yeah. like that um so he's actually got again quite a an important role there um and that's the one where he dies do you remember why he dies because uh... i didn't no, I thought he was just trying to. He was trying to save someone, wasn't he? He was trying to save the doctor. Doctor, that's he, right. He yeah. leaps in front of the doctor when the Silurian woman is shooting, mm. and he gets shot, and, for, and, and, and instead of the doctor, so he dies to save not Amy, the doctor. Yeah. Um, and then he gets grabbed by the sort of tendril of energy from the from the uh, crack. Um, and but I'd totally forgotten that that he died in an act of heroism. Not I. I I'd sort of thought he just got caught by the crack, and actually, no, it's. You know, deliberately sacrificing himself to save the Doctor, yeah. who only a few episodes before he was quite suspicious of. Yeah, it's um, I, I don't know whether that, that it, whether they meant that that sort of turnaround to come quite so quickly, or it was mm. just I don't know the the nature of the the, the rush nature <laughs> of the story. I don't know really. Mm. Um, and, and this whole thing with the sort of trying to tie it into the into the crack. In time, I'm not not too sure really, but uh, well, that was that that was the um the theme for that year, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, but so we, they had we, to we, get we, it we, in there somewhere. Yeah, but whether to actually sort of off him quite so quickly. Well, I I'm was not so sure at the time, but he, I mean, yeah. he's only gone for two episodes. True. And then he comes back as an auton. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what actually, and that's where he becomes much more like I think at the in the Pandora opens the Big Bang. Mm. particularly the Big Bang, 
is where people started to like him a bit more because that's where he waits around for 2000 years by a box. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's, uh, you know, I mean, he, he's a very much a sort of love conquers all kind of character. Yeah. And he, yeah, he said, will she be safer if I stay with her? Yes, she will. Right. I'll just hang out here for 2000 years then. You know, it's, it's quite impressive. I mean, they later go one up on that with, uh, the doctor in heaven sent, I suppose. I suppose so. Um, yes, but but for but, <laughs> but for, um, for, for a non time lord character to to do that, um, yeah, I mean, it just yeah. shows what a sort of a selfless person he, yeah. he 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 was, and also he would do anything for Amy. I think that just sort of I know that's that was I found it to be a bit of a common a common theme um, in in a lot of Matt Smith's era. I'm not going to say whether it's down to Moffat or whether he asked particular scriptwriters to do this, but there there was a a love conquers all kind of theme running through it, yeah, really. Um, which it, sometimes which, which it I worked, it, sometimes it didn't. You know, well as it went on, it became more of a um a thing about parental love, really, didn't it? So yeah, that, that started to seep more and more into it, and I suppose that begins in series six where Amy's pregnant. Yeah, um, and so you know, a good man goes to war has Rory as a father for the first time, defending his entire family rather than just his wife. Yeah. Um, and, and so maybe that's where that... Mind, I mean, we've had a few dad stories before then, like Curse of the Black Spot is a dad story. But yeah, um, but yeah I think that's... Uh, I mean, he has a hero scene in that one where he has to, where he rescues the baby uh, from Madame Kavarian. Mm. Um, and who, okay, he doesn't know that it's actually not a baby, but a sort of slimy thing, but yeah. he is, uh, he does do that. And he, and he's got this bit where he, uh, he, he, he's at the door, he's behind the door and Amy's saying, uh, uh, don't come in. I warn you, I'm very, very difficult or something. And his voice just comes from the other side of the door. Yeah. Like, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, and she says, Rory, they took the baby and he opens the door and he's holding the baby and he says, fortunately I got her back or something like that. You yeah. Know, he's, he, he's quite. He's quite cool when he wants to be, actually. Well, he, um, he gets his bit. Uh, it's the beginning of that story when he's on board the cyber ship. Yeah, I love that bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where is my wife? Yeah, <laughs> and he just about carries that off as well. It's a he pretty does. hard thing to carry off. Exactly. No, I, I they think, keep pressing him as a Roman though, which is weird. That is a bit weird, actually. But hey, mm. horses for courses, and. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, actually, before we get to Good Man Goes to War, another story that he shines in is the Almost People Rebel Flesh two-parter. I didn't rewatch that one, so I, you'll have to remind me. Well, it's basically because he sides with the uh, the clones, doesn't he? Oh, right. He goes searching for the one who's um, she's run off because he's worried about her, and then he ends up, I suppose, advocating for the uh, for the flesh people. Exactly, he? yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I thought he was quite strong... Um, in that one as well, and again he gets to, to go off and do his own thing, yeah, as well. So, um, which again is is kind of like sort of the um, sort of Doctor Who, uh, if you want to call it, the, you know, the the the, the classic era, um, because obviously you had a story that was spread over four, six, seven, sometimes even you know twelve episodes. Um, yeah. So the characters did, or the companions did, used to go off and do their own thing. So, yeah. so to get that into a two parter. Um, in sort of the modern era of who, what I think was a good thing, but it wasn't Amy, it was Rory. Yeah. Who, who was sort well, of, I suppose you could say, was like the secondary companion to Fall of well, a Well, I'm just thinking that what Amy was doing in that story was hanging out with the two doctors. And so there had she had to be there for this whole dynamic of, you know, because she's closer to the doctor. So trying to work out which one's the real one and all that business. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I think maybe that's why Rory gets to go off and do so much of his own stuff, because they like having Amy with the doctor and, yeah. uh, and, and making observations about him or whatever it might be. Um, and, of course, at the end of that one, she's revealed to be a, a ganger. A herself, ganger herself, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which was uh, that was a bit of a rug pull, if I seem to remember rightly. So. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I think the um, as I say we're sort of talking a lot about sort of series six um, stuff here, and yeah, I didn't think that was a particularly strong series. I think it got too bogged down in the whole uh, River Song yeah thing, really. But then it, that it after that it got on to Let's Kill Hitler. Um, he which punches he, Hitler. He, he, exactly. He punches, he punches Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Come 
come on. <laughs> K9 never did that. No, yeah. exactly. Maybe did Harry Sullivan. Now, if anyone's going to sort of clock, uh, clock Hitler, well, it would have been Harry Sullivan. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's, he's got that on his CV. Yeah, exactly. Now, come on, you, you, that, that's, that's, got to, that's got to count for something, surely. <laughs> I'm now imagining, you know that scene in School Reunion where Sarah Jane and Rose are trying to one-up each other with meeting like the Loch Ness Monster and stuff? I'm now imagining yeah. Harry and Rory getting together and having a similar conversation. Uh, you know, I'm the creator of the Daleks. Well, I punched Hitler. Okay, yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be great. Actually, they should. They should it's a shame me and Martha's no longer with us. Fanfic, please don't write it. Please write it. But um, yeah, I think the the, the next uh, for me, I think his next strong one is the girl who waited because I think that uh, again, that's another yeah, that's strong. It's a strong one for Karen Gillan, but it's my yeah. it's my favourite episode out of that series. I mean, other people do tend to. Again, zoning on the things like The Doctor's Wife, but I think this is superior, actually. Yeah, I far prefer The Girl Who Waited to The Doctor's Wife. I think The Doctor's Wife is quite nasty in places. It's, uh, I find it quite difficult to watch. Not bad, just a bit difficult. Um, yeah. Whereas I think Girl Who Waited is just really, really nicely put together. Yeah, I do. I, th- I think it's absolutely great. And that choice that... Um, I suppose that you could have really called this one Rory's Choice. <laughs> yes. Really, as the sequel to Amy's Choice. Um, it is a companion piece, really. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Um, I-, I think it's superbly acted by um, Karen Gillan and Arthur Darville in yeah. this one. I really do. I really do. I think it's an absolutely fantastic story. And I, on, on the choice, I wrote a line down from that one as well. When the doctor is trying to get him to choose, um, you know, old Amy or young Amy, yeah. uh, Rory turns to him and he says, "You're turning me into you." Yes. Um, so again, he's, he, he's, I suppose it's speaking truth to power in a certain extent. Um, mm. But he is, he, he will not let the doctor get away with stuff. He will tell him what he's doing and what's wrong with it. Yeah. And, and it tells, and, and they have that whole argument uh, where. He says, when you take us to a place like this, why don't you look in a history book first and find out if there was a plague at around this time? Mm. And the doctor hasn't got a good answer to that. He says, um, uh, th- that's not how I travel. And Rory actually yells at him and says, then I don't want to travel with you anymore. I mean, I... it's pretty sort of... <laughs> I mean, I, people talk about the, um, the big yelling match that uh, Jenna Coleman has with Peter Capaldi at the end of Kill the Moon. Mm. Um, this is that's up there with this. I think it is. I think it is. I, I don't know why. Um, I don't know what, whether because of, it's because of the whole River Song arc yeah. in this particular series that it tends to drown that kind of dialogue out or those scenes out. I should say. Yeah, everyone. The River thing was was too much. It was. It was. Um, I. I mean, I like I like the River Song character, but I think this is the series that ruined it for me because I don't think she was an interesting enough character to to devote an entire season to. I mean, my, my favourite River Song story is still Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the character was ever better. No, really, and I, I, <laughs> which is a shame. It is really. Um, you know, I think it could have been sort of quite. Sort of quite interesting, but I don't know why they're just. To me, Moffat just again. I think you, what you said earlier about the the Moffat writing for um, for women. Um, again, it, it was it was that times ten in in certain stories for for River yeah. Song, and I think that's what kind of kind of ruined it for me because I thought it, it it was an interesting character. The plotline also just doesn't make sense. No. I want it to, but it doesn't. <laughs> no, the amount of times I've watched it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm quite sure the people they can make sense out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't want to devote too much time to it, to be honest. <laughs> I, the episode, The Wedding of River Song, is fun. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good fun stuff in it. And again, good Rory stuff, because that's the one where he doesn't know that he's married to Amy. No. Uh, he's Captain Williams. And, uh, and he's got that great scene where he's got the, the eye drive on. Mm. the eye patch which is electrocuting everybody and he and it's it, it started electrocuting him a couple of minutes ago and he's in exquisite pain and he's still just stood there holding his gun going nope nope i can cope i'm just going to stand here and i'm going to protect you all yeah it's fantastic he's awesome he's awesome, he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yet bumbling nurse is the is, 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 the is what everyone remembers him as yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> we haven't even, we've barely touched on his final five episodes no, we haven't, have we? 
No, because and which is, I mean, series seven A is probably it would probably be my least favorite season if it was a season of Doctor Who if there was no such thing as season twenty two. Yeah, season seven A, seven B. The seven B. There's some good stuff I like in seven B, but seven A for me, there's just not a story in there that really works for me. Um, I've. I think on broadcast, I wasn't that keen on um, Asylum of the Daleks, but I've watched it again since, uh, like two or three times, and I actually quite enjoy I know it's more of a, a Jenna Coleman-centric um, yeah. piece, really, but I do like with the, the place where they've put Amy and Rory, because you think that, okay. you know, you, you think they, they're together forever kind of thing, but at this point in their relationship, they're, they're about to sign divorce papers, yeah, see, I really don't like that. You don't like I, that? I, no, I just, I, it felt, it felt wrong for one thing, but it also for me feels wrong because it's one episode. Mm. I mean, if you're dealing with a couple nearly getting divorced and then not getting divorced, but that isn't discussed anywhere outside that 45 minutes, mm. I'm just not sold on it. It, it just seems like, I, I, it's like he'd, Stephen Moffat had listened to all the people saying, well, they seemed to get over losing their baby pretty easily and realised he had to write an episode to have them get over it to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's how that came across to me. Um, I didn't rewatch that one. I couldn't bring myself to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually quite, I do actually quite enjoy it. I think that it's, it, I, I know there was that whole thing about all the different, spotting all the old Daleks in there. Um, yeah. That, that for one thing. But no, I, I do actually think it's actually quite a well-acted um, episode. Um, oh yeah, especially one with the acting. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's really good. And there, and there is some, a sort of couple of um, again what you, what you said about the um, a couple of cruel things happening happen to Roy. But I think there's that that thing where you have got the zombies and they're they're taunting. I think it was it Amy when they've got her watch. Or whatever it is. Uh, oh a, yes, yes. It's uh, or over the um, over, over the TV thing. For, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought oh, that was yeah. quite. Um, but again, I think um, again, Rory gets the best scene in that with the eggs. Eggs turn in eight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets. No, the that be- is a good scene. Yeah, I think he does. Get- <laughs> I do like that, but um, yeah, I know that's that's where sort of Clara comes in, and I know um, Clara has her fans. I think Clara started off well, but she's not come the end. I was glad to see her go. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted her to go when she was originally supposed to go in Last Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. that was a nice way to write out a companion, and I. Well, we don't want to talk too much about Clara. No, that's, exactly. That could exactly. be for another episode. But, yeah, I know. Um, but, but I think I think that I think that's the thing that some of the Daleks with it it would have it would have worked maybe worked better for it if Clara hadn't been in it. It was a nice little twist on things because Jenna Cole just been announced, and then all of a sudden she's there in the episode. But yeah. it's, she's not who who you think she is. Um, yeah. Which I th- which I think is um, which I think was was quite clever at the time, but um, but maybe Again, it, did, it doesn't maybe, really work though. Well, I think maybe just sort of pull focus away from Rory and Amy a bit too much. Yeah, but it's just that she speaks to him. She speaks to the Doctor over like an intercom. Yeah. Why doesn't she sound like a Dalek? Yeah. True. Yeah, it's, it's not till he, it's not it's not till he gets in the room that she that she sounds like a oh Dalek. you're a Dalek oh now now your voice has changed now I've opened this door yeah 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 um, there oh, was well. a lot going on there, there was a there lot was, it's one of those episodes where there's a lot of things going on and so yeah there is a Rory and Amy plot line and it's yeah. supposed to sort of reaffirm their uh, love for each other and so forth but I I found it a little ham fisted myself. <laughs> Now, what about the next one? Dinosaurs on a spaceship. I think this is probably the most throwaway episodes ever committed uh, to, to screen, actually. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that his dad's in it, I can't remember Rory doing much in that one. No, I can't. And uh, Mission no. Webb doing the voice of the robots. That's yeah. the only other. But there's so many characters, again, in that one. This thing, he's, they've got Amy and Rory for a, a final five episodes. And in this one, he says, oh, but I'm going to have a whole gang of people. And so there's, you know, their sort, their screen time is squeezed out because we've got to have time for all these other characters too, which to me didn't make a lot of sense. No, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. I, I couldn't. It was ex- like trying to do a good man goes to war again, but with low stakes. Yes, very low stakes actually. Mm. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't quite. Um, 
I, th- I can't remember what I said at the time. Actually, it must be, I haven't watched it since. Um, to be honest, again, it's not a it's it's not a go to episode this one at all. But I, I did a I did a rewatch um, a year or two ago um, uh, in the run up to. Uh, I think it was in the run-up to Twice Upon a Time or something. I, I, I did a, a rewatch of the whole of New Who. Yeah. Um, this season did not come out of that well. No. Uh, I, I think most of the episodes in this season went down a bit in my estimation on rewatch, with the exception of Town Called Mercy, actually. See, see again, I was a little bit disappointed with the Town Called Mercy. I was too, and that's. But I was surprised. I, I liked it more on the rewatch. Mm. Um, again, it's a bit throwaway, though. Um, it is. I don't remember much in terms of Rory in that episode. No, I don't. And and I think considering this was their, you know, this is the, the, the half of the season where, where they were going to bow out. Yeah. Um, I th- I sort of feel it's a little bit low key. Actually, I don't know if it has to be overblown all the time. Um, yeah. But I just thought, um, you know, it's sort of like the first episode is more to do with Clara. Mm. Uh, the next episode. As you said, these other characters who you never see, never mentioned before, you never see again, and you get Rory's dad. Um, Town called Mercy. Again, I think the big thing you, you had Ben Browder from. Um, I think he was, he was who, who I had no idea who he was. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, him. okay. Because I know cause I, I was a big fan of Farscape. Um, that's, I never that's, got into Farscape. I, 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 I absolutely adored Farscape, um, but um, but I think at that, that time he was doing Stargate or something, wasn't he? Which I never oh, watched. Right. Okay. Yeah, I never watched it. So, um, but I think I think that the reason I, I I sort of was particularly interested in it because they filmed it in um, Spain, um, where they filmed a lot of these spaghetti westerns. I'm, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a big spaghetti western fan, um, but well, again, that's def- obviously, what they were trying to do it was, but I don't think they pulled it off really. So. But they had Adrian Scarborough in it, and I like yes. Adrian Scarborough. Um, yeah, he, he does yeah. a lot of really good stuff. Um, so he was uh, he was nice. I'd had at the time I hadn't seen him in a role like that. You mainly knew him from comedy roles, so it was yeah, I, it was nice to see him doing something. But again, you know, I'm talking about pretty much everything except for Rory. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? We're we're not talking about we're not talking about the Doctor, Amy, or Rory at the moment. No. We're talking about all the things that made up this episode. You know, so Power of Three focuses on them, though. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, now, I I didn't particularly enjoy this episode when I first saw it, but I on rewatch, I do kind of like it. I think it's a lot better if you ignore the last fifteen minutes of it. Yes. When it goes hideously wrong. Um, well, and the plot and the plot never really resolves. No, I, I think they they got into a, a corner, run out of time. And thought we'll, we'll just wave the magic wand, which was the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, everything. Uh, well, I, yeah. It was but, a particularly um, weak end to the to that story. But uh, no, I I, but I do like the, the three point of it, together. What, the point of the story really was though them the power of three. It was really it was one of the, it was a bit like. Um, the end of Fear Her, where they're sort of bigging up the Doctor and Rose and going, mm. oh, we're going to be together forever. No one's ever going to split us up. It ends in that kind of a way, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's that we are the three, and they're stood sort of for a publicity photo in the TARDIS doors. Um, and because next week, it's all going to go horribly wrong for them. Exactly. It was like Spider-Man and his amazing <laughs> friends at the end, wasn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's um no I I no I do actually do actually quite like this this one actually um I, again I was, I'm still trying I'm still struggling to see what impact Rory had because I think Rory the doc, goes the doctor, to work we, he goes to we work we see him at the he? hospital for which is a rare thing um yeah. and uh but and, and then that leads to him or his dad or both being kidnapped by the weird thing in space and the the people with the funny mouths um but yeah yeah it's it's not a Oh, and he gets a scene where he gets arrested by a unit whilst wearing no trousers. Oh, do you know what? I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I, I remember. It was. I think it was in the. It was even in the next time trailer. Him coming in. I'm not wearing my trousers. There are soldiers in the house, sort of thing. So even right here at the end, he's getting buffoon scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's all. <laughs> always, always going back to old Rory there a bit, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know if that's. Uh, Chibnall's writing or Moffat's influence. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Or both, both. Mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Six or one and he dies again that. in Angels Take Manhattan. Twice, yes. twice. <laughs> yes. 
yeah, that possibly was even three times. I'd have to rewatch it and count. But yeah, uh... now what 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 do you make of Angels Take Manhattan? Because I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. I I have the heresy that the Angels should have stayed in Blink. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not. I, I know a lot of people are huge fans of Time of Angels. I'm not one of them, um, and. There's just, uh, I just feel they worked better in the story they were written for. And ever since then, it's been an attempt to try and make them work in other contexts. And I liked that story when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. And rewatching it, I didn't, I'm I'm no longer really on board with them. No, no. I I think the thing with the Weeping Angels, it it was a law of diminishing returns. Yes. A bit like River Song. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Although they they did almost redeem River in the Husbands of River song, which I thought that the bit when she realised she was with the Doctor all along, which I thought was a lovely little scene. I think there are some nice moments in that. Again, not a favourite of mine, but there are some nice moments. And uh, um, if that was the farewell to River song, then... It does it quite well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was quite... I know she's continued on in Big Finish and so on and so on, but... Uh, no, I, I just thought this... Uh, back to Amy, Amy and Rory. Um, yeah. I just thought the whole thing of having the, the you know the Statue of Liberty as a weeping angel was <laughs> taking it way too far. It really was. It doesn't... Again, it doesn't make sense. It's a lovely visual moment. And one that I, I, I expect most people knew was coming... As in, okay, you're in New York, you've got statues that come to life, you've got to do that, haven't you? Even though it doesn't fit in with anything we've previously known about the Weeping Angels. No, precisely. It's made out of metal, for one thing. (laughs) It is, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) How would you ever find a moment where there's nobody looking at the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, it's just yeah, it so, doesn't make any sense at all. So, but I don't. Yeah. I, I I'm aware that I am towards the end of this podcast, at least, sounding too negative, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, supposed to be talking about a companion I like. I know. Um, I, I think I think that's that's the problem though, because it, the companion you like, there's not enough focus on them. I think that I think mm. that, that, that I think this is my this is my problem. It's it's the same for, with Amy as well. I don't think there's enough focus on on either of the characters for for me anyway. Yeah, and I think it's. There are quite a few eras, probably, where the characters that are the regulars are maybe better than the material they're being given. Mm. And, and there's other eras where the opposite is true. Yeah, yeah. So, and, I, um, I th- and I think the character, yeah. certainly the character of Rory, was better than the, than the lot of the material was given. Definitely. I, I th- for me, I think he's he's probably least strong though in this final half season, um, mm. and he's being given a lot more to do in series five and series six. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure about whether it's because they were sort of gearing up for a new companion. There's going to be you know, new titles, a new TARDIS set, etc., yeah. etc. Et so um, it it does seem to sort of like they're sort of winding this particular era down, sort of quite slowly, really. I really liked it when they left at the end of the God Complex. Yeah, I, because I was. I didn't know it was coming. And it was unexpected. I thought, oh, that's them gone now then. It was like the old days when you never knew when the companions would leave or join. Um, and I thought, well, that's a nice way of doing things. And uh, But then they were back, well, a little bit the next week and then full on the week after that. And and they still had another six stories to go after that. Um, and so, I, I, again, it was a little Moffat dummy there. Sort of, yeah, you think one yeah. thing's happening, but I, he, he doesn't really like to let go of characters. No, you know, he, he keeps them going for as long as is humanly possible. I hence know, do, do, Clara, hence Nardole. Do, do you think it, is this needs now to a character can't just um, can't just leave? As, as you say, the end of the God Complex. I think that would have been a nice way to draw the line under Rory and Amy. Yeah. Um, but they've got to have a big dramatic send off. Do you think that that's one of the that modern Doctor who sort of backed itself into a corner it, to I a mean, certain it, degree on that? It, it maybe it has. It's just that that's not what happened with Martha. Like Martha got to basically, she had a big adventure and then said, I need to leave now. But mm. they never really picked up on that in the future. Like from then on, every other companion, there did have to be some sort of apocalyptic thing that got them out of the show. Yeah. Um, and really the next companion who's allowed to just sort of wander off is Nardole. 
Yeah, exactly. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, admittedly, he doesn't have much choice at that point. No, he no, he's sort of he's almost left behind rather than wandered off, isn't he? Really, but no, it's yeah. um, yeah. I, I just sort of like feel that they've always got to up the stakes each time a companion leaves. And I've, is there any need for that? What may just give them a happy ending, or, or rather than sort of kill them off, and mm. then because the writer can't or the showrunner can't bear to let them go, like with Clara, brings her back again. It's a bit like I said this about EastEnders, um, that if you ever give anyone a happy ending, you know they're going to have to bring them back and give them an unhappy one a couple of years later. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's just, maybe that's, that's it. Maybe are. it's a soapy element in it. It is. I think that's what a lot of, um, as I say, when the show come back, a lot of the classic Who fans absolutely detested. Um, but I, I, I don't mind it really to a certain degree because it's, what, it's what's made it popular. It's what it's got people watching, um, so I, I can't really say. Well, no, they got it wrong because obviously, really, that's what's kind of made it a success. Yeah, and you know, I I know I've sounded occasionally a bit negative, but I really do like the new series. <laughs> yes, and exactly. There's bits in every era I can enjoy, as proved by the fact that I'm talking about one of my least favourite eras, and there's something in it that I really like. Precisely, precisely. I think, I think it's one of the the, the the great things about Doctor Who. You know, you can you can watch one story. You don't really like it, but there's always next week. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which I, which I think is brilliant. But um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if if um, Rory's ever going to come back into into big finish at all. If Matt Smith ever uh, decides to go down that route, um, I mean, do you I'm think, sure that you... probably will happen. It seems very unlikely. There's anyone who won't at some point, as long as big finisher there. Yeah, they will bring people back in. I I used to be really into Big Finish. I I lost track of it a year or two back when I suddenly realised that they'd made more fiction than I will ever be able to listen to in my lifetime. And Same here. Sort of, yes, <laughs> it waned a bit for me. So I didn't stop enjoying it. I just lost the enthusiasm. Um, so for all I know, he might be doing Big Finish, and I just don't know about it. <laughs> I'm quite sure he isn't. But uh, no, I, I think I'm in a worse place than you because I didn't. Even, I wasn't even aware that Big Finish existed. Um, I think until Doctor Who came, so I, I kind of disconnected with Doctor Who really. Um, yeah, and when the show came back, that's when I sort of re, sort of got my mojo back, as it were, and that's when I started hearing about Big Finish. Um, so already at that point. Um, you know, I was, I was I was a few years behind everybody else, so and I'm still playing catch up now. That I haven't barely scratched the surface when it comes to Big Finish. I actually only started listening in 2012. Really? Yeah, I knew about it, but I'd know, I largely I didn't get into it because I didn't have the money. Um, and then I, so at a relatively late stage, thought I will maybe start spending money on these. Um, so naturally, started buying. CDs right about the point that CDs started to become obsolete. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I I haven't heard anywhere near as much of it as I thought I was going to. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like Big Finish, and maybe he will come back and do some stuff. I, I hope he does actually, because I, I I think I think Arthur Darvey was a, a a good actor, um, and I'd like the character of Rory. I think he was the. I suppose it, I suppose it always comes like an like an everyman. Kind of character, yeah. really. Um, I think we, you know we we all want to be Rory. There you are. <laughs> I think that maybe he is the perfect argument to the hashtag not my doctor brigade, um, as in he was a character like him mm. is somebody who uh, boys can aspire to be. Um, it doesn't have to be the Time Lord. No, it doesn't. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. But uh, now, so before we before we wrap this up, um, Chris, have you have you heard um, Arthur Darville singing "Let It Go"? Yes, I did years ago. Yeah, yes. no, I, I think I remember that being. Yeah, there, the, yes. the, uh, the 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 Doctor Who one. Yes, which I think was in response to some of the fans basically saying, you know, I'm not Rory anymore, <laughs> kind of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So no, I think, I've forgotten that. I might yeah. go and look that up again. Yeah. So, well, actually, what I think what we'll do just to what we're up to to play us out. Actually, I think I will just uh, play a quick clip of Arthur Darville <laughs> singing "Let It Go." So why not? <laughs> exactly. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us this evening. 
No, thank been, you for inviting it's me. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about Rory. Um, I know it did sort of <laughs> descend down into slagging off Stephen Moffat and some of the stories, but uh, I think... Really, I honestly do like Doctor Who, listeners. We, yes, we do. do. We love Doctor Who, but uh, <laughs> I think I think we're just trying to highlight the fact that um, maybe the, the, the focus was pulled away from the companions a little bit too much in some Sometimes stories. Sometimes it was. It was. Uh, but I, I do find it intriguing that we've come up with all the positives that we've come up with about Rory, and it's all stuff that people don't remember. Exactly. I think there's some there's some good to come out of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks very much, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. And so, as I said earlier, to play us out, here we're going to hear Arthur Darville singing Let It Go. Wherever I go, people say to me, Hey, are you that guy? Doctor Who's companion, Rory Williams. And I sigh. I want to tell them there is more to me than this. I'm not just a bloke riding a TARDIS. I am an actor in a fable. I didn't get captured by a weeping angel. You need to know I've my own story. I'm not Rory. Let it go, let it go. I'm not in Doctor Who anymore. Let it go, let it go. Because now I'm treading the boards. I am in a West End play. It's called Once. And tickets are available every day. It's true that I know Matt Smith with battled some villains. The Daleks weren't the worst ones That was Karen Gillen People, they shout exterminate When they see me, it really isn't great All that it needs is a Google search To see that I'm in Broadchurch Let it go, let it go You won't see me a Comic-Con Jesus, let it go! My sci-fi days are gone. I am a real actor. I can sing as well. My agent is contactable every day. You were listening to the Who's He podcast please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. The Who's He Podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.